Again, Merry Christmas to you. We have uh, on Christmas a wonderful exploration of scriptures. We have four distinct masses. We have the vigil mass at, in the afternoon, five o'clock, and this is for still foretelling the birth that is about to take place. Then we have the actual birth, and, and the shepherds are in the fields at midnight, and the angels come, singing glory to God in the highest, don't be afraid, and this is how you're going to find this child. Then we celebrate today the Mass of Dawn, in which they actually go to the place and see with their own eyes, and then there's still one other set of readings and prayers for the uh, later Masses. It's all about the light, Christ the light. And uh, what does the light do? I'm a very clumsy person. Anybody who knows me, I can, I can fall on a feather, anything. I just, I'm a mess. So I discovered, I discovered I could, uh, I have my phone at night charging kind of a table in the corner. We're not, we're not within reach. But I found out, I have to cover her up so she isn't here, I can tell Siri to turn on the lights. So I say, hey, Siri. And it goes, bink. I say, turn on the flashlight. It's on. And then it goes on. So I can get up and use the restroom, whatever, and I don't trip on anything because I would if I didn't have a little light. And it stays on as long as it, you know. And then I come back, I get back in bed, and I say, hey, Siri, bink. Turn out the light. It's off. She tells me right off. It's off. Well, it may sound silly, but uh, in darkness, especially in pitch darkness, a little light helps a lot. And when you stop and think that little tiny LED light on the phone uh, that can not light up the whole room, but make it clear so that I can walk through the darkness now lit up and not fall and, and, and not become entangled in something. And, and actually, this theme of the light breaking through the darkness, it was a reading yesterday, uh, a people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Uh, one of the Altar Society got a great idea this year. It's the first time I think I've seen it ever, anywhere, but here. And if you go over to the manger scene at the end of Mass, you'll see the crib or cradle is surrounded in little lights. And I, I say, oh, this is fantastic. This is Christ the light born right here. This is the light. He is the light that has come into this world. Now, the thing about the light, though, is that um, it can come in stages and it can become more profound. This set of readings takes us from the shepherds who were in the field at night and these angels appeared, started seeing glory to God in the highest, and immediately they were in the dark fields when the angels came. What was the first thing that they felt? Fear. Fear. The darkness of fear. Fear is a real inner spiritual darkness. Fear can prevent us from doing some of the most basic things in life. So the angels said, in its typical biblical language, don't be afraid. Don't stay in your darkness. Don't be afraid. And then they revealed in word what was taking place. Essentially, the light has come. And this is what you're going to find out. You're going to go to this place. The light's going to show you. The star's going to show you the way. You're going to get there. And then you're going to find this child wrapped in swaddling clothes. 
And so today, in this reading, they actually get there. And by the time they get there, they're overjoyed. They had this message of angels. Their fear was removed from them. Already they were beginning to see before they actually saw yet. They were beginning to see this mystery being unraveled, opened up before their eyes. And they will lay their eyes on this sight, Christ the light who has come into this world. So the readings today are reflecting that, the effect of the light in our lives. And I thought that the second reading, perhaps, in some way tells it most intimately, most personally about how this light has affected us. It was proclaimed perfectly well, but I'm just going to repeat. This is what happens when Christ the light comes into our lives. Beloved, when the kindness and generous love of God our Savior appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the bath of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he richly poured out on us through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. That's the effect of Christ the light coming into our lives. I was mentioning yesterday, when I was in my third parish as a young priest about 36 years ago, um, there was a sister uh, from the Sisters of St. Clooney, who, um, Sister Conception, she was in charge of our CIA. So she did all the teaching and training of people who were going to come into the church. And, 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 and our minds are amazing. Uh, I am often fascinated by this. If I were to become a doctor, I think I'd want to be a neurologist because I am fascinated by how our minds work. Not only do they tell every function, breathing and blinking of eyes and everything and telling the glands to secrete enough fluid and all the stuff that we don't even know they're doing, let alone all my gestures that are in part of my memory and, and my brain just tells me, this is, this is how you're used to doing it, Perry. This is how you do it. Wave those arms now. Wave those arms. That's what you do. Well, um, in addition to that, I find it fascinating how the brain remembers certain things. Not very many, actually. I mean, when you stop, and it's all in there. But I mean, to recall, uh, I think of all the homilies I've ever given. If in eight years you remember three things I said, I'm, I'm really impressed. I, I, I listened to Bishop Ward for years. There's about three homilies in the seminary that he gave that I've never forgotten. They, had, they were impactful, impactful in his own style. And that's it. I don't remember anything else he said. So uh, our brains are pretty amazing. And this is what Sister Conception said. 36 years ago, I remember this. She told this group of adults, and I was present with them, and she said, the reason we come to church on a regular basis is to create memories. We need memories. In fact, the liturgy is a remembrance of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen today, as soon as I uh, say the words of consecration, and you'll hear in it, do this in memory of me, says Jesus. 
Then we remember the living, remember the Pope, remember the bishop, remember the dead. We remember, we remember and call to mind in memory the things that are important to us. That's who we are, a people of faith. Remembering the Lord, remembering His mercy, remembering His grace, remembering the light that has come into the world. We don't come here as, because God needs us here. We come here because it's formative. It changes our lives. It, it gives us a direction, a road to walk together. And the thing is about the light it's really more like my little flashlight at night when I ask, uh, um, ask for it to be turned on. Hey, Siri, turn on the flashlight. It's on. And this little light comes on. Helps me see. But it's not like when I turn on the whole lights. It's not like all these lights. Not like all these Christmas lights. This is different. So even though the light has come into our world, we see it there so beautifully portrayed in that major scene. For the light to come in all the way into our heart and soul and transform is different. It's more. It's complete. Transformative light that actually changes our way of thinking and acting. All through this Advent, actually longer for the last year, I have been so flabbergasted by the 60,000 people in Los Angeles County who are on the streets. We see them everywhere, under the freeways, in tents all over, little, little tent cities on Fletcher and down along the river. Um, pathetic. But yesterday, I read some real alarming news in the LA Times. I suppose I shouldn't have been surprised, but it said, at any given time, there are 17,000 students in Los Angeles who are living outside of a home. 17,000. And it said it's probably closer to 25,000. Stop and think about that. Think about your kids right here with you. And if anybody's living on the street right now, please forgive me. Okay, but think of it. The kids that are here, kids who are here, think about it. What it would it be like if you were in a tent over there on Fletcher underneath the freeway and cold and, and hard cement ground, and you got up and, and, and whatever, maybe went down and got some of that ucky river water and, and washed a little bit, and, and who knows, went into a Starbucks or McDonald's, and when they weren't looking, you rushed into the bathroom so that you could take care of business, and then you come out and you go to school like that. Thankful that they have a breakfast program at school because you wouldn't have eaten anything. 17,000, let's take the conservative minimal number. But we shouldn't worry because we've seen the light. We've welcomed Christ the light into our hearts and souls. Not just here at St. Bernard, there's 300 parishes in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. How many Christian churches? When I was in South Central, there were six on a block. Uh, and, and some of them said, uh, founded 33 AD. They're just, they're everywhere. Christians everywhere, followers of Jesus Christ everywhere, and we say with clarity, we have seen the light. We have seen the light, and we have, we have. I believe there isn't one person in this church right now who wouldn't say, well, yeah, Christ is the light. Yeah, I've welcomed the light into my life. 
yeah, I, I, I love the Lord, and the Lord has shown me his mercy. We agree. But it's not the same as when that light gets way down deep into the soul and begins to transform. That's why I think we make such a to-do about Christmas, really. That's why all these poinsettias, that's why all these trees and lights and the, the lights down the aisles and all over the place. That's why we, we have a horde of Christmas carols. We love them. That's why we spend so much money at Christmas. It is such an enormously important time that we never forget. We always remember we're willing to go into debt over it. We're willing to go into debt. Now, that's when you know something is serious. It's a memory that we don't want to forget. But it's also a memory that if it's really, really producing light, that it will get down deeper and deeper. Now, you might say, Father Perry, oh, for God's sake, can't you just make one Christmas happy? Why do you bring this darkness? And I'm trying to do exactly the opposite. To say, yeah, we're all the dark. We're sinners. We know it. But how nice it is to stand with three or four or five hundred people and proclaim together we want to be people of the light. We want that light to saturate ourselves, to fill us with hope, to fill us with compassion, to do exactly what that second reading said it is doing. And it's not because of something we've merited just because of God's great mercy and love. Today we come here once again. It's my 69th year to celebrate this memory of the birth of Jesus Christ the Lord, Jesus Christ the light of the world. It's wondrous. It's magnificent. Let that light shine upon us. Let that light shine in us. Let that light shine through us.